going. But like, I don't know if it's just me, but lately, like, unless, unless it's a certain game, some games just like don't help me heal, and in fact make me feel more guilty for playing. And then some games make me feel like I'm lost in the world. It's hard, I don't know. I guess if I guess because it's like school work or something, it's been hard for me to get immersed into games. But when I do get immersed, yeah, it's like healing. It's like nothing else matters. I feel like I'm leveling up. But yeah, I don't know. It's like recently, in the last like couple of years, I'm like, games have been so weird for me. It's like do you a- feel like they're part of pressuring you because you have to play a lot of games? When I think it's the opposite, I feel like I want to play a lot of games, but like, mm. take a lot of my time. But I think that the, the hard part is I want to play a lot of games, but then like, I also want to do a lot of things with other people. And, or like, even like, for instance, play multiplayer. Right. Like, I want to play, I want to play single player games, because multiplayer games, all, that's like where I, I do get a lot of like, you know, healing and stuff. But single player games is where I get my most like peace, because I'm very, it may not seem like it, but I'm very introverted. Like, I like to be in my own space and alone. So when people... I think it's my fault, too. I, like, will do a lot of different things, and I also need to get work done. But I'm like, okay, games, I'll just do it later. I end up doing everything else plus the work, but minus the games. And when I do play the games, it's more of me sacrificing something else, and I feel like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I feel guilty. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just checking with you. Do you hear the saw busting outdoors? Oh, yeah. It's really loud. Let, let me close that window. Much better. <laughs> awesome. No, it's just like so frustrating too because you have life. Yeah. But now right? <laughs> during the pandemic, you could at least play games with mm-hmm. less guilt about spending too much time on it. Exactly. But now when things might be opening up again, are we going to go back to being guilty about how to balance all these things we want to right? do? Because <laughs> I played Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima. I played so many games, beat them, had a great time, and now it's like. Do I have time? <laughs> and it's hard because like I want to play the whole game. I want to experience it, and then yeah. I only play like an hour, and then I feel like well, that sucks. I've turned it into like it just get to experience these different games, but still, it's like some of these games I want to go all the way. I want to like, experience the story. I want to ex- grow with these characters. I want to like because t- like, like for instance, God of War. When I play God of War mode, I really got to the point where I was so good that I felt like I've become God of War. Like, I was. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like I don't. It just like you, I grew. I I saw where I was, and then where I was at the end. And did you get all the Valkyries? No, I was playing God of War mode. I barely even beat the game. It was it's so hard. So hard. Like I had to go. To, I had to lower the difficulty because it wasn't enjoyable anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have I, a I good time when I play a game. I don't want to have to like beat my head against the controller and throw it around the house. <laughs> well, you can change the difficulty. Hmm. I think in God of War mode you can't. You're stuck. <laughs> That's so yeah. hardcore. It, it was, and I I made it to the last boss, Balder, and I made it to the third. I think there's like three parts in that last fight, and I couldn't beat him at the end, so I just gave up. But I watched. That game me- is hard enough as it is on just the normal levels, honestly. Yeah. That's what that's what I'm saying. It's like it's funny. I was watching my friend play on the like easier medium, and he was just. It was sad. I was like, bro. You're like this, come on, because like in God of War, you can only get hit like twice. So I'm watching him play. I'm like, dude, I expect better. Like, come on. I was like, but it's just funny how when you can get to that good, where you just like sense the attacks coming. And I think I don't know if it's a regular edition, but God of War, like the the enemies, if you don't kill them in time, they'll like 
grow stronger. Regularly, they'll heal and then have another health bar. Oh shoot! I don't know if you know. Yeah, so like I'll fight the thing, and if I don't kill it, it gets a low health. It'll like do this thing, refill its health, add another health bar to it, and grow stronger. Right. right. And I was like, "What?" Yeah. So I, I was, I was to the point where I was just like, I was so badass with the the powers, the throwing. Like I remember, I would see one try to heal, and I'd just be like, oh, I'd throw the thing, mm-hmm. and it die. And I'm like, "Yeah," and I was like. Bl- yeah, so guess, how much like, time did you spend on that game? Oh, maybe considering hours. I I would spend, and this is like I had a lot of free time when I was playing God of War. So I was just, <laughs> I would spend days, nights, weeks just trying to beat this game. I would. I remember one time I was, I think it would be like five a.m. because I was just replaying the mission over and over and over and yeah. over. Yeah, but like at the end, I felt really like good about it. But that's because I had a lot of free time. So now like I can't do that with games. But I don't know that's- it made me feel like you could, I could achieve like hard stuff. Which right. I think translates to the work or stuff, which like even it's hard. I can keep going. But did you feel good during all of those moments? Like having to go through it over and over and over again? Oh no, it was frustrating. But no, right? I felt good when I did beat it. So it was worth it in the end? Yeah, I, I think it was. Yeah. It's I, so interesting because I'm not that kind of player. So I've never understood the charm of keep trying over and over again if I don't have fun while I'm actually trying over and over again. <laughs> But, like, it was fun. Well, no, the fun part to me wasn't the trying over and over. It was just winning at one point. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I guess it's why like, I, I'm okay with doing hard work sometimes. It's weird, right? So no, think- it's it's not, though, because this is the, the endorphin kick that you get from yeah. winning. And you want more of that. That's true. But, like, why do I enjoy Because people have always asked me, why do I seem to enjoy, like, things that suck? Like, for instance, like, I would work in a job for 40 hours, and sometimes I really, like, I would be at the point where I'm like, oh, this kind of sucks. Like, I have to stand here for six hours. Today's slow. Like, nobody's coming in. I have to do that for the rest of the week and the rest of the month and the rest of the year. So, but, like, I don't know. Like, I'm just like, this is fun. Like, I'm chilling. I don't know. I, I think playing hard games like that throughout, because I did not, not just now, but, like, throughout my whole childhood. Like, I'll play games, and even if it's hard, like, I'll just, I'll just right. muster the energy and go through it has helped me, like, get through things that suck. Like, even, like, school last semester, there'd be some projects where it's just I could not get the answer. And so I'd spend, again, it's kind of the same as a game. I'd spend hours and hours and hours, and then I finally get it, and I feel good. And then I get, like, an A, and I'm like, sweet. Let's do it again. It, but isn't that, though, the difference of having a goal, comparing that to something that is infinite? So let's say that, you had to keep doing school. Like, this is just one course out of infinite amounts. Would mm. you still have the same satisfaction? Well, I mean, yeah. I feel like it's just like a next level. It's like yeah. God of War, you beat the first level. It might have taken me five hours. Then I get to the second one, and then the third one. And then the fact that I never beat God of War makes me feel like, yeah, there's just always... Well, it's not even just God of War. So let's say I beat God of War. There's another game to play. With mm-hmm. More challenges, more objectives. More people to save. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's weird because I, I, I feel like I might. I don't know if I'm the only one. I just know from my experience that I feel as though me playing games has actually helped me become productive in real life in a weird, twisted way. But I now, because of that, it's weird. I, I can't seem to. I think what has happened is I've gotten so. I don't think I'm able to enjoy the moment. I've realized this actually recently, in a couple of days. 
was like, I think sometimes I just get bored. And I don't know if it's because maybe I got stressed out or burnt out, but like I just don't feel like struggling to beat it. It's like, oh, I can't beat this level. Mm -hmm. Let me just go play something else. Let me go do something else. I think I'm just tired of like constantly grinding it out for something that like, you know, it's just a game, I guess. It doesn't really give me that much external well, goal. Like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I think my, I've come to a point where I realize, like, I'm, I'm ex- using too much energy in life. That, like, why use the energy for, to beat a hard game where you can play something that's easier? Or just, like, watch a YouTube video. You know what I'm saying? But like, isn't that also part of the lesson? Like, games are teaching us several things. And if you're grinding a game, that will teach you to be tenacious like it's gonna be a good lesson and I feel like especially the way we're thinking like mentally it does help us evolve like we can learn so much through games but then you come to a realization that this is not worth my time anymore I'm not actually gaining anything doesn't that just mean that you're moving on and you learn something new then Mm. that's okay which is you're saying like that game has taught me something and now it has nothing left to teach me. It's time to move to something else. Yeah. Maybe a different game or a different experience. And maybe you just saturated with that type of game, so you you want a break. You want something easier in between. Yeah. <laughs> and if anything that broadens your horizons, you get to play a lot of different games instead of spending hundred plus hours on one single game. I think we've all done that. <laughs> yeah. Right. I guess it's true because I guess it weeds out the games that just. I guess you're right. It weeds out games I shouldn't spend 100 hours on. So mm-hmm. I can go to a game that would. Like, for instance, Cyberpunk, I spent like 200 hours. And I probably will spend more once they fix everything and add DLC and all that stuff. That game really. Have you played Cyberpunk 2077? No, I have not. I'm waiting for more patches. And I'm, I'm having a lot of different feelings about playing that game. I do have. The occasional thing blocking me about I'm worried about uh, a lot of the sexism that I expect to see or that I've heard about or just all of these things that it stops me for sure. Like it, it ruins a little bit my excitement about it. Uh, so I'm trying to... What, what did people say about it? There's been a couple of articles out there about how they're portray, pro- portraying, sorry, how they're portraying characters and um, a lot of nudity and all the focus is about the bodies and I mean it is interesting yeah it is a video game it's a fantasy but there's also very little variation to make it feel like everybody's represented so it's a very non-representative game for all the different types of body types and people that there are in the world um, and I don't know, I, I have this weird association with that, that to me it became more and more important that we have a lot of diversity in games because I want to see more representation because that also teaches us a lot of things. And I think it comes from a background of seeing how biased people are when there's only a single kind of person constantly portrayed. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly people are upset when they see a different body type in a game. They don't like a person because they might be uh, overweight, which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like games have also been twisting 
a little bit our biases through yeah. the times and especially in the beginning when they were so much um, catered towards a very specific audience like white cis males have been the primary audience for games for the longest times mm-hmm. so they've been making the games for these people which yeah. enforces the stereotypes so I, I am having a lot of, I don't know what to call it, but hesitation about playing a game that still caters to this kind of niched audience. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I could say about the game for that is that you could make your character any type of way you want, any type mm-hmm. of gen, like it's... And then the characters in the game, there are a lot of nudity, but there's also a lot of different type of representation for what's attractive in the, I guess, to say sexual marketplace of the game. That, like, I would feel like you should probably play it, then take into account of the articles, and then make the final conclusion. Because I yeah. think there are some parts where it's like, yeah, but then they have this too, so it's like, maybe they didn't play all the way through? Or it's just like, I don't know, it's... But it's also made by Polish people, which are a very specific group of people who also have a team of diverse people. So it's like, it's interesting where people, like how a game is made and how what it's made by and for who and then what it's made from, like where where the different ideas come from and then how they actually implement it into the game. So yeah. I, would, I would check the game. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how, because I never took those into account. So I just experienced the game. Which is not a bad thing, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, I I appreciate consuming media without having any pre-known assumptions or knowledge about it. I think that's yeah. the best way of actually experiencing it. But when it came to cyberpunk, I couldn't... Like, the articles were all around in media for me because I yeah. look, I'm looking out for those kinds of types of media articles, mm-hmm. too. So it's a little bit my fault, but I'm also like, I, I, I like the idea of playing something, trying to start from a clean slate, not yeah. knowing anything, and make your own assumptions. And this is one of those games where I couldn't do it <laughs> because <laughs> because the media and like my group of friends were sending me all these articles, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Besides Keanu Reeves, which is, you know, Keanu Reeves, all of my favorite characters in the game were of different races, like Spanish. There's one character, I'm not sure what she was. Was she, she might have been either Latina or African American. I think African American. Um, yeah, so it's like, I don't know. My favorite characters were also diverse. And there was. But there, I'm thinking of specific scenes where I'm like, yeah, there's just things that are thrown out. It's like, that was just there for the people who like, you know, the fan service, sexual appeal of games or the, the, the nudity of cyberpunk. So like, yeah. And then like some of it just didn't make sense. Like it was once there I was like, hmm, doesn't really make sense, but okay. All right. Interesting. I can see yeah. where they feel to certain people. And then, but yeah, and then, but the main character technically, unless you make it differently, is a white male it, unless you change it which you can but like yeah that's how it was marketed for can it's just interesting how, yeah yeah you can be a woman you can be a guy you can be a different race you can be a different gen you can be a male but also be a female like you can change everything mm-hmm. so 
Nice. Yeah. And then it actually affects how you interact with the romance options in the game. So, yeah. Huh. It's, yeah. Well, I think, I just, well, the thing I was going to say about it, before I this. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, was that there were moments in the game that made me feel like I was actually in real life. Mm. And, for instance, there was like a bonfire scene. I, because I love bonfires. Like I love them. So when they were like talking, doing these things, I actually felt like I was in the world in that type of environment as this character and I just started to just feel like at peace because when I'm at a bonfire I feel peace but I just felt peace and I was like this is what life's about like I it's less about what you want to be like it's less about your profession it's less about what people tell you to do it's more about just the moments like this where you just sit under a bonfire with the people that matter no matter where you are in the world and just enjoying that company together getting ready for whatever you have to do later whatever it is your job but it's like you, you, I don't know. I felt like this so at peace moment that I've never felt in a game before. Where I was just like, this game and real life are the same. What we do after this moment doesn't matter. Whether it's in the game, whether I, whether I quit the game and go into like you know go school or to work, or quit the uh, quit that scene and go and play the game, it just feels the same to me. I felt like I was actually like outside of my bonfire, and then I went to go pick up the controller again after that scene ended, which is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me when I was playing a game. I've never mm-hmm. felt like no, there was not a disconnect between, oh, I'm playing a game or I'm not in the game. Like, so, and then they did it again. I think that's what they wanted when you said only first person point of view. They did it twice to me where I was like, this just feels like I'm in another city and I'm about to go home from vacation. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And I can't wait till we get games where it's like VR or augmented reality mm-hmm. where you are just immersed into these different experiences that don't have to be fake. They're actually just real. And then I like the game with the Harry Potter code that I like throw around. Just because it's happening in your head, happening in the first world, doesn't mean it's not real. Because also another thing I've experienced while playing games when I was younger, all my friends were, all my good friends were virtual. I mean, I had some friends, but I was that kid who was like a loner at school. Like I didn't have that many friends, but I had like 50 friends online. Yeah. And everyone always told me those friends aren't real or and then I had a girlfriend one time, like, that's not a real girlfriend or real relationship. And then now we speed up to 20 years later, and it's just like, people are doing this now and more and more, long-distance relationships, people because of jobs, because of this. I'm like, because it wasn't happening face-to-face doesn't mean it wasn't real. I've actually had better friends who cared more about me online than I did in person. So, like, it's this yeah. weird thing nowadays where I'm like, why, the, why, did we, why were we like that? And why? I'm glad we're moving to a point now where people just, like, your friends, wherever they are, like, you can have amazing friends, and nobody sees it as fake. But the thing that was twisted about that was I watched that movie Her with uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson, and it felt like that though. When I would talk to people online, and I couldn't see them face to face, it felt like I was talking to like an AI that was just trying to be my friend, mm-hmm. trying to say the right things. So it was weird watching that movie, and I was like, "That's what I felt like." And maybe I was like delusional. Maybe I wasn't living in reality. I think I'm conflicted between living in reality and, like, the virtual world that I've, like, I don't know, I've struggled with this for so long. So, but yeah, that's the first time in the game where I was just like, no, just because it's here doesn't mean it's not real. And in fact, I feel the same feelings that I feel. And I don't know, that, I thought that was beautiful. Because this game had, like, I realized after playing, the game had some things where it was like, oh, yeah, it missed a lot of things it was supposed to do. Like, but I guess I got so, like, trapped with the certain characters. Because there's a few characters in the game who are perfect. 
right? Yeah. So, yeah. So here's a thought on that, actually. So a lot of times when we're designing games, mechanics, situations, we need to make it relatable. Mm -hmm. Things need to be relatable. If you're making something that's a complete fantasy, you will also view it as a fantasy. But if, let's say, for instance, um, Subnautica, if you're afraid of water, you're going to feel it. You're, it's relatable. You know that feeling of submerging underwater. If you have a fear of water, it's probably going to be very, very tough for you to play that game. Mm -hmm. But it's that's the charm of it. So for your instance, when it came to the bonfire, so you mentioned something right at the beginning there, which is you said, I love bonfires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you relate to that. You I have a certain so feeling much. and emotion to that. So we try to add as many situations and relatable situations as we can because that will make you feel immersed. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not an accident. It's definitely planned. It's designed to be relatable for you hey. to feel like you're there. <laughs> they did it. They got me. Mm -hmm. they got me. And also, and I think it's it was cool. the, they build up for it. Yeah, and then I. It wasn't just that too, but I think it was the choices that you had to make before that moment happening, and also like right before that, I think you, the character kind of like confesses that they care about one of the romance options you can have, which is what that one character was very relatable too, and it was just there was just so much going on where like that moment hit me so much that I just I was just like wow, wow. You probably <laughs> experienced something similar or yeah. something that made you think about something that happened. And as soon as you hit that relatable trigger, that's when you're immersed. Wow. <laughs> so do you think like once you can hit that trigger, immerse people, do you think you can design it, like design the next few moments to heal? Like what if, what if not just in games, but like what if, what if somebody had trauma, right? Mm -hmm. And then you could figure out where, what caused them that trauma. Could you then create an environment where they can go and trigger that trauma, but then also move towards a place of healing. Like, what if we could make right. a certain game, not just like an actual game to play, but like little moments where people can then go to heal their trauma? Because you know how you say that games are a place where people can feel empathy, a safe space. Mm -hmm. So, what if I ever watched play the uh, read the book Divergent or watched the movie Divergent? Well, basically, they took a serum. So. And they would face their fears in the virtual, like, in their head. Virgin. The virgin. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Yeah, so, so they, they could take the serum and, and face their fears, and then they could overcome their fears. So it's like, what if we did that in a weird way? Put somebody in, like, a VR thing, and then get to a moment where it triggers something so they feel immersed, mm -hmm. and then have them deal with it in a safe space, and then design in a way where they can slowly help them heal because i feel but like there, there is a game for that like oh no uh, i meant like as in like we get like therapists to design a specific right i'm not calling it game but like every individual they're like okay they, they analyze them and they go okay now we need a team to develop some type of environment experience that then they can take after it's done to help them truly heal because i feel like talking about it is great but to experience it and then to choose options and, and choices that then go like, and then if you don't like, if you don't heal from it, then they design it in a different way. Like maybe you go in a different experience. You're like, okay, that didn't work. Maybe we do this. And yeah. then they still choose the wrong choices. And they like, okay, we have to design it differently. I don't know. I feel like games can help 
people, and not just that, but like, because I've always seen it as it can help people, like, you know, you get VR and you can practice flying a plane. Cool. Like, that's cool technical stuff. But what if we can use it to help, like, fix the problems we have in our mind mm-hmm. or the, our, our emotions, our feelings that we couldn't do before? Because it's just, it's hard in real life. It's so our mm-hmm. people also, you can't, like, in a game, you can get someone to care about you. But in real life, it's like, you don't want it to be fake. So you want them to do it over time and slowly. But, like, what if in a game you can. You experience all that at once, and you know it's not real going in. But once again, you hit that trigger because again, at that moment, I didn't realize the difference between fake or real. It was just real to me. And because you yeah. said that, I was like, "Wow, what if, what if we could do that? What if we could heal the world with games?" Because you, because as we make, as we learn, like with assets and and in real, we're able to make games faster and faster. So it's like, what if we could allow people to use games to just help people deal with their trauma or their pain because i feel like talking about it is great for so long but maybe we could do something with all that information instead of just saying okay see you next week it's like okay well, we're gonna go build something for you based on what you gave us to help you deal with this i don't know i just thought of that right now i don't know if it's i definitely think it's idea. possible yeah I, I definitely think it's possible i don't know if we today at this age and our current technology limits are able to go all the way because I do feel like we can bridge the gap yeah. by putting you in a certain situation through a VR game or space and game, um, a reality, I mean, um, to practice it in a safe space. I definitely think that's doable. Mm-hmm. But eventually, even today, we will be very aware of the difference between reality and game. And I think it would be an amazing tool to bridge a certain kind of like we bridge a part of that trauma until you actually go out and practice it in real life. I think that's where we could do it right now. Like we are practicing it in a safe space in a virtual reality. And then the next step, maybe third, maybe fourth step would be actually practicing it in real life. Mm. So we build up that kind of thing. So as an example that we have the game Arachnophobia. Okay. Have you heard about that game? No. Okay. It's I have not tried playing it. I will never try playing it. <laughs> so that's the thing. You need to like be aware that you're yeah. gonna be very challenged. So Arachnophobia is a game, a VR game. Okay. Where so you had the VR on and you're basically sitting and you see your hands in the VR space and you're sitting at a table. And then a spider will climb up on the table and it uh-huh. starts with a small spider. And you can move your hands, I think. Uh, I haven't played it, not that, but I've seen videos I need to of play it. this. I'm afraid of spiders. Same here. Like, I'm I'm not good with any kind of insect. <laughs> Same. It's because I had a dream. I can tell you that later, but yeah. Yep. And, and I think, yeah, it starts, I think it even starts with the spider being like inside of a glass. Hmm. And then the glass will come closer and closer to you. And then there's a time when the glass is removed and you will actually have the spider crawling on top of your hands and the spider will get bigger. So this is like building up that kind of fear. And it's like me just watching the videos. Yeah, it's a VR game, which which means it's really, really immersive. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I need to play. Is it on PlayStation VR? Uh, I don't know if it's... PlayStation VR, like, but yeah, look it up. It's um, <laughs> it's part of like one of those nightmare games, but mm-hmm. it's it has a really good um, 
it's like a therapy. Mm-hmm. You know there's no spider, but you're so immersed in the game because it's VR that you will feel it on your hand. <laughs> no. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, right? Isn't it like your brain thinks it's... Oh, my goodness. Okay. Are, you, are, you seeing, are you looking at videos right now? I'm trying to find it, yeah. And the level will increase, and it guides you through more and more difficult. Ooh, I'm actually oh, okay. watching videos right spider. now. Okay, it's just in the glass. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. What's he looking at? Fine. Okay. I'm trying to see if this one is bigger. So level one is it's in a jar, and then level four is that they are like on the table. And they're actually moving. This is scary. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I don't even... So this is a good example of what you were talking about, actually, trying to bridge and, and provide yeah. a safe space and a session of therapy for you to face your fears. It's I'm, I'm really curious about games like this and how they would evolve to more or other experiences. Oh, my God. Oh my god, so I'm going down a rabbit hole of spider videos, and yeah, I can't do this. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't. But, I, I such a fear of spiders, it's hard. Yeah. But level one is, seems fine, and maybe that's where you stay for a while. Maybe that's that's okay. Oh my god, I'm getting like freaked out now. <laughs> I, know. I can't even, like, ah. But it's the same thing. I, I think it goes the opposite way, too, that you can actually build up a trauma through games. Maybe it's not only a space for healing, but let's say you have probably seen all these VR games when you are balancing on a plank and you are like, they have skyscrapes all around and mm-hmm. it's just down. Oh, I also have a fear of falling here. Yeah. Yep. I think you can actually get a fear from these games. Which is scary too, yeah. <laughs> it's a huge power mm-hmm. to hold and I think that's why we need to be very careful and mindful of it as well. Like, that's why there are warning signs. Like, don't play this if you think it will do you more harm than good. Same with, like, military people. They probably, especially as you make more games immersive, can trigger some things. Like, you're playing Call of Duty, and I don't know where just, like, bombs go off. And it makes that noise, and you're like, you just think of like that. Because I think that's what happened with um, Saving Private Ryan. It triggered, like, PTSD in soldiers because it was too realistic. That some like people committed suicide, or some people just relived those memories and just brought them like back to dark place. Yeah, which is again they did a good job of making it relatable, but it's such a huge power to hold. Again, like it needs to be wielded very carefully. Yeah, because there's two audiences you have. You have the audience who doesn't have that; they don't understand that mental um, situation. So they, when you do make it relatable, they they get it. They're like, oh, this is horrible. I understand. Like, wow. But then for the other person, it's like I already have experienced this. Now you're bringing it back to me that I, you know, maybe didn't want. Or so it's like, how do you balance the two? Where you ex- you explore where you can make it relatable to the audience that doesn't understand it, but also make it, I guess, bearable for the person who has experienced it. And I don't know. I don't know the answer to that because you want people to understand these these in. Um, these situations because I guess it's not relatable at all like well, the only time I ever finally realized this was when somebody was like 
I don't understand what social anxiety or like what it means to be nervous before like a a um a speech or a live stream or something. And I was like, what? Like this person literally was like, yeah, I don't know, I don't have that. And I, that's yeah. the first time where somebody's ever said that. I guess in my whole life. So when that was the first time, I was like, what? This isn't like I've always been used to having that like jitters and being like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm I got to do this and whoo. So when somebody said, I was like, well, maybe there's a lot of things I've experienced and you know, maybe that people else. A lot of people have experienced that like half the world doesn't experience and i was like well that's weird and so then they're not relatable so that makes sense to like why people will say comments and so then i've grown tougher because if i still understand why people who don't and they're like just constantly getting attacked like why can't you do this why can't you do that and it's just like because they, they can't people are different and mm-hmm. as we learn more about the world like neurodivergency or or um different mental yeah, situations or just different things it's like people are so different people are yeah. and especially the whole adhd autism asperger type of situation some people experience the world in such a different way and are able to portray themselves as normal but they're really not, like they're dealing with so much stuff just to go through a day is tiring going through a week is tiring and that's why people like to stay like in their own safe space in their own little bubble and mm-hmm. i have a friend like that too who's just like he's super confident super himself but as I bring him to like, introduce new people, he just changes until he gets comfortable. He goes back to being that person. I'm like, we're all just little, like we're just dealing with different things that I didn't realize. And then I went on a cruise with him one time, and and I learned more about him than I ever have in my life. And I was like, wow, how do we, how do we like, how do we do this? How do we? It's weird. It's weird how we're all just totally different people, and yet we have trained ourselves to try to be the same. In every different situation, it's like, oh, you're supposed to act this way. It's like, yeah, but I don't feel that way. Like, I need to act this way. Yeah. And then if you don't act really, you're different. And it's just like, maybe I'm different. Maybe I'm just normal to me and different to you. But that's the thing. What's normal? Like, exactly. we're all so, different. Yeah. This is yeah. Normal so is, is just unanticipated behavior. Yeah. And we're all our own unique snowflakes like there's no one alike we can have relatable situations we can go through the same experiences but it's always going to be experienced a little bit differently and i think the biggest problem that society has today is not accepting that they are not make sense to me actually if you think about it really hard like we have so many cultures in this world like people are all different so why does one like group of people decide hey if you're not like the way we are then you're different you're weird you're not normal it's like there's there's like literally thousands millions of people we're all different tribe different people different societies different cultures what is normal there is no normal normal to me is just you're a good person and you are good to other people that should be like the normal but other than that like everything else is just how you want to portray your yeah portray yourself or express yourself to the world yeah and normal basically means that you're not allowed to have that kind of self-expression that derives from being normal. Yeah, then you normal is like, a shackle. It's, yeah, you it's become one of those people totally all the same. limiting you. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be the same. Yeah, and yeah. then that's the thing that what's the opposite of normal? It's something very negative. It's being abnormal. Being different, however, has a little bit more positive a tone to it. But that's yeah. also something that we all are. It's it's the normal. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild but maybe that's a good thing because if being abnormal becomes normal then being normal like boring becomes then different which would but maybe that's what maybe we want that maybe being boring is i don't know it's weird it's, it's a weird thing to have 
But, then, but that's yeah. also why games are like amazing because games have the power to portray mm-hmm. so many variations and different kinds of people and mental mental states and just life situations. So we have the power to consume and learn through those. But again, I I, I kind of want to like point back to the relatable aspect. You mentioned uh, saying Private Ryan and those that have actually lived and experienced it compared to those who haven't. Mm-hmm. Those who have not will learn something, hopefully, be more um, understanding of the ones that have experienced it, understand the frustration. They will never, ever, ever be able to actually understand what it's like to have experienced it, though. Yeah, it's two completely different worlds. It is, yeah. And you think least, games can help? I don't think games can help the actual lived-in real-life experience, but it can bridge it a little bit. So like all media, we can help create an awareness because at the end of the day, they will come out of that movie being like, it was just a movie or they will close down the game and be, it's just a game. It affected me immensely, but at the end of the day, it's just a game. But they can at least carry that experience with them and maybe be more humanitarian, more empathetic towards those that have actually lived those experiences. But there's, there's nothing that can compare you from having a real-life experience yet, in my opinion. Mm. Let's say that you had never, ever experienced a bonfire. You'd probably feel, this is cool, this is amazing, uh, you will feel something. But if you're carrying that real-life experiencing, you feel the heat from it, you hear yes. the sparks. Oh, yeah, it's just like, I feel it. Yeah, I you add that on top of it. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. did. I felt like I was like, wow. Yeah, but it's only because I've experienced it. Yes. If you never experienced fire, how do you know what it feels like? Wow. If you never experienced wind blowing, you can get a nice feeling in the game, but you can actually feel the wind if you've had that experience, right? Mm-hmm. That's wild. Okay. Games can't bridge real experiences yet. And that's not why yet, I think, though. yeah, and, and that's that's exactly it. what I mean, like, not yet, but I, it would be incredible if we get there someday, mm-hmm. but there's an immense power that comes with it. That's true. Great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think it's also a way we can help grow as a society. I really do, because, like, it comes to a point where we're moving away from, we're trying to, at least from, like, constant battles, wars, um... We're kind of moving away from the old primitive way of life and moving towards a society where we can learn and, and empathize with everything that's happened in society. Because we've never been able to do it before. Like, in the last hundred years, we've been able to basically showcase what the world has gone through with movies like Jurassic Park. I'm, I was reading that too. I was in university. So I'm like, we literally took a moment in history and basically brought it to life again and for us to experience. Could you imagine doing that like 200 years ago? He was like, I mean, they probably didn't even know because they didn't have archaeologists that much. But the idea that we we literally brought like part of history, put it into our lives. Like as you're walking through the lines, there's dinosaurs. And we've gotten to a point where they look real now. And they're moving like the animatronics. And you're like, 
what? Like, this is kind of wild. Like, I'm just like, I, I've been thinking about this lately. I'm like, this is just crazy. We're literally doing this. We're literally bringing stories into real life and they're putting the music and they're having people talk like the characters. And you're like, I feel like I'm in fan, like Harry Potter world. I'm in Jurassic. So it's like, I think we're moving to a point where games can help us fully experience different types of situations. So like, for instance, the Troy become human. I really cared about these characters. So mm-hmm. what if we did a situation where they made you care about all the people that you interact with and then have a type of like D-Day where you fight with these characters and they slowly like you they slowly are dying in front of you. And because you've spent hours and hours with these characters and then you're the only one alive that when you get to the end of it, everyone that you cared about is gone. You feel maybe the closest you could to that situation without having to deal with the trauma and death that comes from it. That maybe instead of, you know, we can then learn from that so that as a society, we can move forward and, and be better because of that. Because I think those experiences bring great lessons for people. It mm. comes with huge baggage that I don't think people want to carry. But what if we can then have people experience that huge like, lesson without the baggage? But they'll feel it for a little bit. Like, oh, these characters, they meant so much to me and they lost them because they made these choices or because the world had to make these choices because we had to go save these people. And then you can turn it off to game. But still, it's like, I think that's how we can move forward because these... We need to experience the stories that are told through the books or movies. And games are the one where you can actually experience it and actually learn from it. Movies, you go, cool, let me go learn that lesson. And then you kind of forget about it. And then you go watch it. Like, oh, I remember that lesson. Didn't take it in. But when you play a game, you're actually there. Especially if it's first person. You actually empathize with it. And you mm-hmm. actually maybe learn from it. Most of the lessons I've actually truly learned are from games. And I've actually implemented them. Movies and shows, I'll go back. I'm like, oh, yeah. I was supposed to do that. Didn't do it. Yeah. I get because I think as a society we need to move away from violence and more into not as in violence as in like no violence ever in games or media but like less in the real world and more in let it out or express it into games so that way we can learn I've hurt a lot of people I think that's why you need to care about the characters you've hurt Mm. and then be like I don't ever want to do that because like for instance GTA can do that you can hurt people because in GTA anytime I play that game like don't want to hurt people as much which is ironic because the game it's like basically go around your criminal but there have been choices in the games it's like you have to hurt these people or you could choose to say i think there's some moments too where you're like you can kill them or not and i would not i would let them go because it just felt wrong i mm. understood what that meant and meant like the person's i don't know so it's like you can experience these moments and realize this is not right this is harmful i don't want to do that and so then we can make a society where people go in real life like, hey, I've, like, I've seen people get hurt. I'm not going to do that. And hopefully if you can continually do that for time and time again, people will be less violent, less racist, less hurtful for people because they see what it does to people. Like, could you imagine a game where you say certain things and then it hurt, it makes someone angry and then a person comes and kills like your main characters that you're with and you're like, if I didn't say these things to that person, maybe that person wouldn't have hurt the people I cared about. Why would I, if, if that happened, maybe that can happen in real life. Because these are all told from like yeah. experiences, like human experiences. So, yeah. So like, I think we, if I think as we move towards a culture that embraces video games, we can then learn that maybe if we learn to use these games to guide humanity towards a better future, while teaching the lessons from the past. Because the world was violent, the world was this way. The world, we can then move towards a society where we can instead of fighting each other, we focus on shooting for a better future, shooting for. So, like, that's why I think I'm so into video games and because it's more of a psychological and I like psychology. I love it. And like I think the idea is if we can make how can we turn a culture towards caring about the future, caring about each other, being empathetic, 
And I, I don't know, from playing games, I've learned to be more caring and empathetic with people. I'm like, because it's hard being an introvert and shy. I was like, I don't just know. I'm really. But when I play games and then I go into real life and experience people and their problems to deal with, I'm like, yeah, we should care more about people and listen to them. Like a game. Like when you go to a game, you care about all the dialogue. Usually you do. You like want to hear their story and you mm-hmm. want to help people. And it's like, then I do the same thing in real life. I'm like, you want to hear people's story and I want to help people. I've just taken what I do in games in the real life. Because someone mentioned that, and it was like, what if we could do that? What if the, the same type of choices we made in games we did in real life? Why are we so easy to say hello to a stranger in a game, but so hard to say <laughs> hello to a stranger in real life? We just walk by them. Or even, we don't actually mean the how are you. We just say it and move on with our life. Yeah, Why don't yeah. we stop for a second and embrace the life that's around us? I think, I don't have the book, but there was a quote I read once, and that was, it was a holy poem. And it just dealt with that. It's like, everybody's quick to say how are you, but fast to, no, quick to say, how, like, how are you, but without the consideration of actually what their answer meant, because we're just going by, hey, how are you, and see you later. I feel that's a cultural thing, though. I was yeah. struggling with that because I never understood it. When when I first moved to Canada, people would walk past me in the corridor and saying, how are you, and I would stop, turn around, and start to actually talk about how I am, but the person would actually just walk past me and I remember standing there being like what just happened I didn't understand what just happened mm-hmm. I think it's a cultural thing like I've, I've never had it's that like experience to be nice, but not really I think that's why a lot of American friends like I've experienced this lately but people would be like a lot of people are fake and I'm like yeah but I haven't dealt with that my whole life like when I was younger well I guess in in school, yeah, but when I go home and play with my friends online, it's like, hey, how are you? And same with people online, like, I'll play Assassin's Creed multiplayer. So I'd be like, hey, how are you? And they're like, good. And like, we would talk for hours and hours and hours. That was some random strange. I'm like, all right, see you later. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, I get because you're playing a game and it's all, but still, it's like, it's just weird how, like, the world really is and how the virtual world is. And I, I will say that there are differences because I've experienced it and people have told me my whole life, but People are nicer when you're playing games. Well, most of the time. Even, it depends. Because even in Call of Duty, like, if you... I remember the banter. you the Trash talking back and forth. But if you were, like, good and you both, like, kind of, like, had fun with the trash talking. Not always good. But but they feel like then you build, like, a bond where you're like, hey, you know, you're tough and I'm tough. And, like, yeah, let's go play games. Sometimes those negative, And I've seen people who do it in such a negative way. Where it's not even just like, hey, I'm going to you know, insult you jokingly. It's like hey, you suck, and, like, I'm going to say some things that are horrible to you, and it's just, like, that's just toxic, and I think those people are also toxic in real life, and they just kind of have the power to do it in, in the virtual world, and so they let it out more, and it's just, like, again, it just people show the true colors, whether it's they got money, people with more money or more power are just more of themselves, and it's just, it's true, it's, like, when you're given this power, you get to choose who you are, and usually you choose who you've always been, so it's like this, it's the Captain America thing where it's like the, the serum made him more of who he was, which meant he was more honorable, worthy, honest, a good person. And then if you choose, if you give him power and you're a bad person, usually you're going to be more bad. So it's, I don't know. And then like, I don't know how you change that because I've seen people who want to do good, but are given more power and end up doing more bad. And I'm like, mm-hmm. is it, how do you help someone choose to be good? How do you, do you keep teaching them lessons? you keep surrounding themselves with material that makes them, that can games help people see that the choices they make actually aren't as good as they thought it was? Yeah. I don't know. 
it's <laughs> games make it a little bit easier actually to make those choices. It's easier to tell what the choice will lead to in games, and I think that's the because there's there's a limit to your choices in games. You, you can't. It's really really hard to make a game that has unlimited amount of choices. It is, like, yeah. Skyrim might be a good example, the one that succeeded pretty good actually at that, but it's just like in real life you could do infinite amount of choices. Mm -hmm. Like even not doing a thing is a choice, really. Like you decided that I'm not going to poke my nose into this or yeah. that's a choice. Mm -hmm. And I, I do feel like that's why I really like playing narrative games, because they will provide you those life choices. You mentioned a couple of things there that that resonated with me, but you mentioned Detroit becoming human. There's a lot of choices there. Uh, how immersed you are when you're first person, it's your choice. You learn something from it. Um, have you played Life is Strange? No, but I think I, I think my sister bought it or played it. So yeah. I should play it too, because I heard those games are... It's basically by the same company, right? It's a Quantic Dream. Uh, no, it's Don't Nod. I think okay. Don't Don't Nod yeah. Entertainment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I gotta check those out because those are also good ones I've heard. Because I didn't know the games like that existed until Detroit came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You're late I'm, to the party. <laughs> I know, and Detroit are my favorite type of games. Again, I'm people think up opposite, but I'm very introverted. Like, I like to just close everything off. And get immersed into a game mm -hmm. and just experience yeah so I, i'm like well, there was more of these games and i could have ah oh, i was so upset i was like dang don't yeah, worry so. there it is it's still there it's, i guess still it's quite niche i have time yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no i'm not gonna spoil life is strange but uh, that's a game that could be interesting to talk about because i had a lot of moral decisions in it and i think they did a really good job at portraying the difficulties in the decisions and seeing the results of your decisions as well. So um, I think I should save that for another topic. So is this, so Life of Change is like Detroit, right? Where you make choices and it's like very story driven. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should do that after coffee time. Yeah. Yeah. We should do that. I'm, I'm actually excited to see what you would think about that game. Okay. Um, and the, yeah, the reactions. Okay, let, let's put that. So that's the second game we'll do. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, also, like I'm actually inclined of asking if you should do it right now because I'm excited to see what you would think about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm down. Yeah, I'm, we could do that. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so we could do it the next time we talk or it's just going to be hard because I don't have my other computer, but we can make it work. Just uh, try it out and see. Uh, don't play too much because it already from the get-go, you'll get choices <laughs> true always oh, so you don't want to do it like you and i play from the beginning or you want me to just play oh I, we should do it from the beginning together okay yes yeah, so let's do that so yeah so but when you win oh, we'll, we'll talk about it later when we're not recording <laughs> but yeah we'll do that we'll do that next i can't wait yeah yeah me me too actually it's it's one of those games that i definitely think it's on the level of detroit becoming human but it's more it's a little bit more relatable mm -hmm. because it, it puts you like in a situation that is more relatable. I think like you building an army is not that relatable, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, true. Yeah. Starting a revolution, it's not going to happen. 
nine out of ten times. <laughs> but I don't know what the game's about at all, actually. I, I, yeah, so, good, good. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't spoil it for yourself. Let's just dive into it. <laughs> okay, I can't wait. I love that. Experience yeah. is something totally fresh. Yes, yes, oh. yes. This is going to be great. Okay. I can't wait. Um, but I also want to ask you real quickly about uh, you playing multiplayer games comparing to single-player games. Do you feel like there's a difference in your immersion levels? Yes. So for single-player games, if the game does it right, I don't feel like I'm that there is a real world. Mm. All that matters is that game. Even if I like... Now, it's hard because when I start to like lose a lot, it, it's like... It kind of takes me out, and I'm always going to beat it again, again, again. So I've realized lately, like, I need to stop playing games hard. At least nowadays. I guess when I was younger, it didn't matter to me, because it was like, whatever, I'm a kid. But yeah, I need to play games in, like, an, a, enough difficulty where it's, like, a challenging, but not super challenging, and I start to lose, and I start to get frustrated, and I started like, this is just a game. Because that's when, like... But, yeah, so there's a complete difference. I'm going to play multiplayer games, except... So this is different. Fortnite is different from all the multiplayer games I've ever played. But, yeah, I feel like I'm just doing and like i'm playing a game but with friends to achieve how would i put this i'm i'm just passing time with friends i guess doing mm. something that's enjoyable it's hard because the only time that maybe this was a little weird was because i played black ops one this is the best multiplayer game i ever played with my friends this is the only time in my life where i'm like that game and that experience i had with the people i play with is so memorable Mm. I don't I don't know if it's because the friends were amazing and I put like it's like the only game like I I play MW3, I play Assassin's Creed, I play a lot of games with people. But Black Ops One is the only one I'm like I literally was probably the greatest time in my life. But that game it felt super immersive. Like I felt like I was with my friends like in battle doing th like experiencing I felt like it was a movie. Maybe that's the best way to explain. It. I felt like it wasn't real because it was too good. It was too much fun. It was too I was the best ever what like I, I was so good at the game. I was the clan. I was a clan leader. So people were like, KB this, KB that. And for and that's during a time when I felt so, like, worthless, alone. Um, so that's why I was, like, I was felt very um, meaningful. It was it's such a weird time in my life. You were appreciated. Yeah. You were relied which, on. Exactly. And, and then I think it was just a really fun game because i enjoyed what called it world of war so it was like the second kind of was kind of like the sequel kind of and and i was like i understood everything and it was kind of dark and the, the maps were dark and it was vietnam war and i don't know i just felt because other games didn't do that for me like i had some friends that i called it but something about this game specifically hit the nail on the head on every little thing and in zombies i love zombies and i was good at it too so i don't i don't know why like i have to think about it more of why that game itself mm -hmm. put me in a different type of perspective that made me be like i prefer this than anything else in the world but then so okay, fortnite is i think it's fortnite did the same thing and why i'm I, I love it so much nowadays and i'm not that good though which is weird so it's but fortnite i think i don't know if it's the battle bus or there's something about it where it feels like the world i don't want to say the world's watching but we're it's like we all just got onto a bus. It's like we're all hanging out. It's like, guys, we're ready to just jump into and have this, like, fun experience where we go searching for stuff, building, getting materials, building stuff, and shooting, doing it together. And I think 
don't know if it's the, the art design, but it's like, okay, this is this is cool. This is a fun world. It's not taken too serious. It's not real like Call of Duty. It's not like prom. What's the other one? Player Unknown or Battlegrounds, where it's not like yeah, PUBG. The graphics are okay. Like that, it's like, oh, this isn't. I can't get immersed because the Fortnite is so colorful and fun, and like the graphics mm. are so good. And I'm like, I, I believe it. Even though it's not realistic, it's like I believe it. And then the fact that they add different characters makes me feel like, hey, everything that I've ever cared about in my life is put into one game. It's slowly <laughs> being put, right? Like all the characters I ever like, and I get to be them, like the experience. And so it feels like we're in just this big tournament, and we're all just jumping. I don't know what it is. I can't. I've been trying to explain it for so long, but like, it just feels like if if we're just all jumping into like a paintball match. And then, but we can respond. It's like, cool, we'll just jump in. Okay, we lost. Let's jump into the next one. It's just, I don't know what happened. Where'd you go? Oh, I'm here. <laughs> okay, we're back. All right, but yeah, so, <laughs> but yeah, so, I don't, I, I need to explain this better. But yeah, I, single player games is like, I'm, I, I love reading. I've always loved reading. It's like I'm experiencing a story with my, in their shoes. Multiplayer games is like, I'm in my shoes experiencing something that I couldn't do in real life but I can do in the game and I'm actually good at it because I've been bad at sports when I was younger so it's like I suck at this I suck at that but I'm actually good at this and it feels like I'm I love being competitive mm. like I really love being competitive so it's like I get to prove myself in a fun way but it's like yeah I don't yeah because I love I love like winning and like that's why I was like I was always good at black ops because I was like we gotta win we gotta do this but I always learned it's not about it's it's this is one thing I was playing Call of Duty. I was like, oh, when I started to realize I was doing good or whatever, I get like, I start to lose. And it was never about getting the most kills, doing this. It was just about being like number one. I would always look at the scoreboard. I'm like, I'm not number one. So like, I have to, I want to be number one. So then I would be like, I look at him. Okay, I got to be better. And so I constantly push myself to be better, to go do things, to do objectives. And it made me better. But I didn't felt like, I guess I felt my worth was in the game. So I had to constantly do better, be better. I mean, Fortnite's different because it's just like, you win, you don't win. So it's like, if I lose, I have the game. It's nothing to the game is designed perfectly. You quickly just go into another game. Ten seconds in, you're in the next match. No other game has ever done that so quickly. Mm. And and I guess it's just proving yourself. So that's what multiplayer games are for me. But also, I don't know. It's just, especially for other games, I guess I, could, I can get bored of some people. Or I, I get bored. I, I do this a lot. I get bored of a lot of multiplayer games. But Fortnite... I don't know, I just, people was there, where we dropping, where we jumping here, let's do, like, it's just so much fun, and the, the interaction I have with people is fun, like, everybody's having a good time, we're communicating, we're having a blast, mm -hmm. that I, I feel very happy. The and game that's even with strangers? Happy. Yeah, and if I, I don't really play a game a lot with strangers, but yeah, I, yeah. one time I was playing with my sister, and some random kid joined, 13 years old, and actually, this was a weird moment, because he was actually pretty good, yeah. and he was talking about stuff. And if I was with other people, not my sister, I feel like they would have been like, let's not play with him. This kid's stupid, blah, blah, blah. But my sister was very like, hey, like, what's up? Well, she's, at the time, she was eight, 17, so she was very, and her cousin was there. Well, my, I guess it's, not really my cousin, because she's from, like, my mom's, well, it's my, actually, uncle's, who's not, like, part of the family. So it's, like, it's weird, like, we're cousins, but, like, not really blood-related, but, um, so we're playing, yeah, so then they're really, like, welcoming to this kid. He was just, like, talking about stuff. He's like, I'm really good at this, look at that. And I don't know, I kind of sense, like, a little bit of my younger self in him. Mm -hmm. I was like, is this how I was when I was 13, like, back in the Call of Duty days? 
And so then I kind of was very nice to him, too. I was like, hey, what's up? And we're talking. I was like, how do you how long have you played this game? Are you good at this and stuff? And then at one point, I remember I did the best I ever did in Fortnite. I did the best. I don't know why. I was just doing stuff. And this kid to this day, like, wants to play with me. He talks about me. He's like, where's that KB guy? And I'm like, hey. Tell that kid I said hello. Hey. But, but yeah, so it was a very nice experience. And he was very, well, I was very welcome. He was very welcoming. And I felt like I made a new friend. Or or at least I inspired him. Or I was just like, yeah. to me, he was like my younger self. And I said, just keep doing you. Don't care what anybody does. And that's it. That was the only reaction. But it was, it's, it's another thing, too, that blows my mind away. But like, I feel like. It's in a way like time traveling. Like it was a moment in time, because I've never. When I was younger, I always felt like, why wasn't there someone there for me? So like in this moment, I was like, look, I maybe I felt a certain way, and I could do, I could go on a path of like victimhood, and and, and but instead I was like, this kid was like me. I want to be that person that I never really felt like I had for that kid, so that he can feel, mm. yeah, so he can continue going this path of like doing what he loves, or being good at his game, or meeting good people, or realizing that not everyone that's older than him is going to be mean to him or something you related to him yeah i related to him yeah so, yeah, so that's another reason why i love multiplayer games because even though i'm very introverted i love meeting new people and again mm -hmm. it's easier in a video game world because you just mic to mic but not only that you have a common interest then you already exactly. have something Ready. to talk about <laughs> yeah so i've i've met a lot of cool people online who are very nice very caring very they're like it's weird because i've met people who've never really played games and they would tell me, like, the world is very cruel. People are mean. People are, like, don't, like, trust. Like, you can't trust people. And I can't relate. I'm, like, I've exp I've had a lot of friends from different parts of the world. And the last thing they've been is untrustworthy. And actually, this can get really deep. But, like, the only person that's ever been untrustworthy or has actually hurt people was myself. You know, that's another story. But I've, yeah, so, like, nowadays we flash forward. It's, like, no, the only person that you could say that actually is like that is probably yourself and if you're saying that you probably have to look in the mirror and this is another person i've dealt with who i'm no longer friends with but like that's when i realized like hey like sometimes what you think the world is is how the world's going to be because that's the only way you see it or you mm -hmm. attract people so yeah that's but yeah that's what multiplayer games do. like it's weird it's like multiplayer games it's just me being able to be in a world where other people are but I'm good at what needs to happen. Yeah. And but I there's also no strings attached. There's no pressure. Really. Yeah. yeah. But then I go into the real world and it's like everybody expects me to act a certain way yeah. and to look at people. Yeah. Like, and when I was younger, it was just harder. It just didn't make sense to me. And I didn't even care for it. I'm like, what does this all matter? Mm. It's just, when I go home, this makes sense. I know when I'm winning and I'm losing. In real life, it's like, okay, grades, cool. But like, I don't know. It was just, it was just weird for me. So that's why I guess I get everything nowadays. Like I get... When we're moving into the future, I understand these sports, I understand people. But I think that's the main thing, though. Understanding people was what gave you once what games have showed me. And understanding the potential for yourself. Because games instantly show you what you're doing good or you're doing bad. So you can constantly improve. So it's like, okay, I suck at this game, but by tonight I'm going to be good. And then you, people see it. And I've seen it when I got appreciated for being good at something. That, but the thing was, before the Black Ops days, I was pretty much alone for a while. Like, I would play multiplayer games on my own. Mm. And I didn't have a mic, so I was just playing on my own, trying to prove myself to whoever, myself. So, but then one day it came to a point where it was like, everything you work for is to show. And it was. It was like a year and a half of an experience I'll never forget. And I met a friend there that I'm friends with for life. I met him on the Black Ops 1. 
two or three years later, we realized we live in the same state, the same city, and then he was going to my school. He was two years younger than me. And so ever since then, we're still friends to this day. And in fact, he's one of my best friends ever. Yeah. And we talk about it all the time. He's like, remember the Black Ops days? I'm like, I'll never forget those days. Mm. <laughs> and it's, it's wild to me. And so, yeah, it's... Totally. That's, yeah. And I think it helped heal me from whenever I was dealing with, I guess, when I was younger. I don't know. But, like, slowly... These games have helped me shape who I am today. Yeah. It really has. Like, Assassin's Creed has shaped the idea of, like, to serve people. Because the whole thing is, like, we are, we work in a dark to serve the light. So I'm always like, I need to help people. That's just from games. Like, you could tell me, I think if I didn't have games and if I was in the wrong environment, I could have been sent off into a wrong path. But because I've had my role models for video game characters... Who, which is weird again. I, again, people are like, oh, you just live in a fantasy. I'm like, yeah, but at least this fantasy helped me become a person that cares about people. Mm. I, yeah, I think it helped me be a better person. Heal, heal to the point where, like, when people say, hey, people are bad, I go, no, they're not. Even though I've gotten hurt a lot of times, I'm like, no, people are actually more good than you think they are. And it's Aww. okay. Yeah, so yeah, so that's what. That's it's, beautiful. I know, right? So that's, yeah, that's my little, little thing about games in there. Yeah, no, I definitely think, like, especially if we can't really be molded into this normality that society thinks mm -hmm. exists, I think games has been a very popular and important escape. And we're still learning through games. We're learning about ourselves, we're learning about the world through games. And I do think that games can help us fit into society a little bit as well because it helps us build confidence mm -hmm. and sometimes you'll play as characters who aren't fit into society yeah and, and you know it's okay yeah and you again kingdom hearts i think because it's probably the backbone of my life it's the second one is my favorite game of all time right under witcher 3 witcher 3 is such a good game i i just that one brought me back to like the old days when i was like that was the first time where I played a single-player game. Because what happened was I stopped playing video games for, like, three years or two years. Mm. Then I started playing a little bit. And then I just kind of, like, if it here and there. It was just, like, Call of Duty game with friends. And then I played Witcher 3, and I was like, oh, I haven't felt this way about a game in years. Yeah. And then I started playing more games like Horizon, God of War, all that. But but what's it called? What was I trying to go with that? Damn, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, um, what was I? Oh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 2. So Kingdom Hearts 2... The Kingdom Hearts in general has, like, done something where it was just, like, my, you know, the whole my friends or my power type of thing. Mm. I I guess it just molded me into, like, realizing that friends are strength, too. Like, they're not just people that you just go and see and say hello. Like, they mean more than just another person. They're, like, friends, people are kind of your sense of power too and i i don't know it's weird because it's like he the game is you meet people from different worlds and everyone actually like cares and means something to you and they're still your friend whether you leave the planet you don't see them for a while they're like hey and so then i started because i kind of feel the way nowadays where i have friends in different parts of you know, like la jacksonville some friends i actually have from like in canada and and um europe because I, I traveled, and so, like, some of them I still talk to this day, and it's just, like, they're, they show me that, like, the games were true in a way, that, like, you can go out there and travel, meet friends, and they're still your friends. They're not just one-time thing. 
and it gives me strength. It, it again when people say no, and I'm like, yes, there the world is better than you think because I've seen it, I feel it, I mean it, and it gives me energy to continue moving forward so people can embrace that to to see a better world. To, so yeah, it's weird, but like I'm literally all the characters ever played in one. I'm like molded. <laughs> this like, and that's me because I chose to be that person. It's like I'm not yeah. one character. I am what they are the best of. Like I chose the, the Bruce Lee quote: "Take what is useful and discard what." I've taken the good quality. I've seen all these characters and said that's going to be me. Mm. And yeah, so that's it's weird. It's like in the way at first I felt lonely. I didn't know who I was. But then when I started to analyze my whole video game life, I realized like no, I am this, and this is who I am. Yeah. It's funny, in a weird way, I feel like this whole talk has helped me, like, be better. <laughs> it's yeah. like, healed me. Because I know we're talking about how the games is healed, and I was like, huh, maybe I was never really broken. Or I was at one point, but maybe I've healed, and I just didn't know I healed. So now I feel better about myself. <laughs> maybe healing is... It's the wrong way to say it. Yeah. I feel like games maybe helped you find yourself and who you were. Who you are, I mean. And wow, you just didn't damn. know. Oh wow, that's deep. <laughs> yeah. It it's yeah. because I mean, especially teenage years, like we're just like brains ballooning out of every scope there is. Like we're thoughts are everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you processed through your life, helping find yourself through games, mm-hmm. relating to yourself through your game characters yeah and okay this is another thing too so all my one of my all my favorite characters are very optimistic mm. i love sora very optimistic person probably the most optimistic person in any like, game that i've ever played then there's ang from avatar last Airbender. Mm. very optimistic um Ezio, so Ezio is a different character because he wasn't very pessimistic i think till maybe the end of his life but then he even like saw the he was kind of optimistic, and he kind of got like screwed over, but he still kind of had this hope. I think that he had hope, more hope than very like optimism. Mm. And so then again, I was like hopeful. It was like no matter how many times, but my favorite assassin of all time is Connor. And it's weird because he's very quiet. And people didn't like him because he wasn't very charismatic, but he's my favorite character. Mm. Because no matter how like bleak the world was, he even this quote I'll never forget. But some the one of the bad guys says, no matter how many times your people, you, continue to fight, we, the Templars in the game, will always rise up. Evil will always come back. No matter how many times you fight, people will come back. The people you saved, like the Americans, they're now turning your back on you, which means like they started to, you know, attack some Native Americans and stuff. He's like, and then there's even been a quote before where, where Connor was like, to someone else, he's like, freedom, but freedom for who? Sure, the Americans are free, but what about the Native Americans or the African Americans? So then it's just this constant, like, why do you keep fighting for all these mm. things when at the end of the day, you, you're still losing? And he's like, because no one else will. And it's the idea of don't ever give up because I just don't give up. Because even if anyone, if, even if the whole world doesn't do it, I will do it because no one else will. And that, again, these are all these characters that have formed and shaped who I am today where it's just like, yeah, this is me. And when people say, why are you so optimistic? Why are you so happy? Why do you keep doing things even though like it doesn't? And I'm like, sometimes I was just like, I don't know. I just, this is who I am. Mm. I've been so sad. So like, I just don't want to be sad. But now that we've had this conversation, I'm like, I'm so dumb the way I am because of these characters. Because I've seen, 
And some of them have gone through so much crap. And actually, I need to play the third Kingdom Hearts again. Because there's a moment where my favorite character actually loses it. And isn't as optimistic as he usually right. is. And I was like, that's not him. I'm like, no. But then I realized I've been there before where I've almost like given up hope. And But then, again, he, he comes back. He bounces back. And then it's like yeah. the best optimist. In fact, it was actually a great scene. And I, I loved it where it's just like... And he, have you played Kingdom Hearts 3? No, not the third one. Okay, I, I saw it was a sale, actually. I don't want to spoil it because there is a thing where it, it it actually confirmed what I believed about the world in a way. Mm. So it's, it's yeah. So I, again, I think that's what happened. It just showed me like, hey, this is who I am. And I've, I've had people before show me who, like the games be like optimistic, cool, cool, cool. So now when I'm like more in, in the real world, more doing my things, growing, interacting with a lot of people. So when it's like, hey, how are you so optimistic? And it's like, Oh yeah, this isn't normal for you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I just am because I was molded by it by the characters that I grew up with, and it yeah. related to me the most though, which is weird. I think people relate to a lot of different characters. Like, oh, I couldn't relate to because you're too optimistic. I'm like, to me, that was normal for me. That again, when you said it shows you who you were, I was like, yeah, that's who I was. I was the optimistic one. Yeah. I know, now I need to rethink how I viewed my childhood, because I, I used to view it as very, like, sad and at home, not happy, like, I wasn't, but now I think of it, I need to think of it differently. Yeah, cool. Yeah, because <laughs> without your childhood, you wouldn't be who you are today. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Damn. Damn, this has been a lot about me. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> what about you? How have games molded who you are today? Or what game, first to start of what game has, like, game characters have had the most impact on you oh it's it's i really like the optimistic one as well but i appreciate the ones that makes a lot of mistakes (laughs) like the one who trips for the slightest little weird thing that's me (laughs) the one who accidentally says something something wrong or doesn't know what they're talking about that's me (laughs) (laughs) I've done I I think what I've learned is you just keep going you're allowed to make mistakes take um, a lot of uh, responsibility in the sense that you correct it right away you acknowledge your mistakes and I think that's one of the biggest lessons that I'm still practicing today that if I feel like or realize that I'm making a mistake or I might be saying something wrong, just correct it. There was a time when I didn't do that and I had the worst anxiety around it afterwards. Why did I say X? Why did I do that? Um, But now I'm more inclined to understand as well that having the integrity to correct it in the moment means a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm honoring integrity. And it's just, it's the hard thing to do, but it's the right thing to do. Yeah. But it's so hard. But also, like, acknowledging that I'm wrong, I could be wrong, acknowledging that I definitely don't know everything, like, no way. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never been that person to preach either, really, that I know the best. Like, there's always that kind of thing at the back of the head that there's always someone going to be someone better, someone, someone that knows more than you. But, but understanding okay. that that's okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
there was the, the longest time when I couldn't accept that. Um, you might remember when I remember uh, when I talked about being like the best, proving my my worth, and yeah. trying to achieve the top level of my expertise. <laughs> All that pressure, but it also made me not admit that I'm wrong, mm. which is honestly not it's it's not good. <laughs> yeah, no, no bueno. <laughs> no. So then, how did you get? over that past like how did you realize I'm not you know being honest with myself and people um a lot of it came from feeling bad but I didn't know how to handle it really but I really appreciated games like Monkey Island Monkey Island like Guy Brush Tripwood like such a goofy character does a lot of mistakes a lot of wonky stuff but the story goes on. It moves on. <laughs> um, so Monkey Island is an old school point-and-click game. Um, only play the first ones if you're going to get your hands on it. I played a lot of King's Quest as well, mm-hmm. which, again, had a lot of wonky things happening, a lot of mm, surreal experiences. Cool. And yeah. I just enjoy that. It's it's. I like to play my life feeling like it's okay to make mistakes <laughs> and that and there's a different solution like solution can c- come from anywhere it doesn't have to be the normalist the normal thing that you would think of it could be like i don't know putting a rubber duck on a trolley and swing across a room <laughs> what yep i love it that's great so it's like the most Crazy solutions can be the best solutions. Is pretty much what those games taught me. <laughs> it's true, and it's how you think outside the box. You're like, wait a minute, the crazy one is the solution. What other crazy things could I do? Or it helps you think back when you're in a situation like I need to solve something. Like, yeah. Wait a minute, I think I have a crazy idea, and I think it will work because I've seen it done before. So, yeah. Yeah. And so then, what other like characters have inspired you? Like, what characters you look up to, or you? think back have shaped who you are today oh um i was very inspired actually by uh xena the warrior princess i loved those kinds of series when i grew up <laughs> you said xena yeah um it's an old show uh, it's xena warrior princess so it's it's a very old show like I grew up during the time when Xena, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like all those things were mm-hmm. the top shows for for teenagers, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it, it was really important for me to have strong and powerful female lead characters, which was a thing back then. And I really like playing games like that. So for instance, Horizon Zero Dawn is... Uh, a good example of a strong Such female a character that's still like search, like it's a lot of soul searching, mm-hmm. understanding their history, their past, what they don't know. And any kind of character like that really resonates with me and makes me actually more immersed in the game because it's it's relatable. I love strong female characters. Yeah. They're just, especially they're written so well. Like, um, Aloy, mm-hmm. 
Gosh. I was like, let's go. Ayla for the win. Especially all the comments she said. She was so sarcastic. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it so much. I was like, give me more. And then they came out Horizon Zero Dawn 2, the trailer. And I was like, yo, let's go. Give me more. I cannot wait. It's supposed to come out at the end of this year, right? Yeah, I haven't played Expansion Eater. Oh, you need to. The Frozen... You need to. Something Frozen, frozen time. Wilds. Wilds, yeah. Yeah. There's just so much games to play. Like, part of that with being in the games hey, industry... there's no pressure. Well, I mean... Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I... I like, I feel like the whole career that I chose is about knowing games, too, which is a little bit of a pressure. <laughs> <It's a> little <laughs> bit. <laughs> and honestly, I I want to play the games I want to play, but research is important, but I don't have time for it. it it's a constant struggle, seriously. <laughs> it is, yeah. Can we just free time? I want to have free time for, like, a year and just play every game ever. Oh, it's not enough. <laughs> One year's not enough. Really? Well, every every game, but like every game that I, I want to play. Yeah. I feel like that's enough time. You free time for a year. Yeah. I don't know. I could spend, spend a whole year on one game. Wow. That's the tricky part. Like I think I spent two or three years only on Final Fantasy VIII. Wow. That's I did hard. play it three times too, though. <laughs> it is hard as games get longer and longer and longer. But yeah, wow, that's hard. But there's nothing wrong with that, too. It's like, why do I need to play every game? It's almost like saying I have to have multiple relationships all the time. <laughs> it's like it's like you choose that one person to be with you and you choose your one story to be with. Why? I mean, it's cool to experience your things, especially as a game designer. It helps you get new ideas and stuff. But there's no pressure. Just play the game you want to play. And if you want to play yeah. it for the rest, at least for two or three years, you do it. You have the time to do it. And, yeah, I think... Maybe because we know life is finite, but like even then, it's like after playing maybe ten games, it's like what was the difference between playing one game? Or like like at the end of the, your life, it's gonna be like, oh, I play more games, cool. But did, but maybe you should have played one and experienced it and, and felt more immersed instead of trying to rush the ten games. I don't know. I think this I whole agree, time thing, Yeah, I think this time thing. I think as a society, we need to get less than like we don't have enough time, and we need to keep moving. Because we always feel like we have to, and if you don't keep doing something, people will judge you for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're like, but well, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm just, just living. Well, yeah, but like, what? I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm just living. Like, I'm living. L-I-V-I-N, like Matthew McConaughey said. I'm just... And just, you know how many people want to do that, but they're still judging for it? Yeah, that's why I try to just stop listening to everyone. Because you're, 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 if you're having people who tell you to do be doing things constantly but yet once they finish whatever nine to five job they have and most people that do this aren't like creatives like people working new game it's just other other people and they probably did something that wasn't fulfilling for themselves then they go home and watch tv which is almost the same thing as playing a game for some reason i've never understood that my whole entire goddamn life i've never understood when people were like well you're wasting your time i'm like all i see you doing is watching tv mm-hmm. what is the difference between playing games and watching tv in fact, games are better because you're actually making a tough choice. You're actually le- you're actually you're actually doing a lot. Games are not easy. Like you have to level up your characters. You have to go do quests. You have to find stuff. You have to be smart sometimes to solve puzzles. Like I'm like, no, excuse me. So yeah, when these people say stuff, I'm like, look, I'm just doing what I want to do for my life. And again, at the end of the life, nobody's gonna get a scorecard and say I live my life better than yours. It's just it's like no. So just do you. And again, like, for instance, Nelson Mandela was in prison for, like, 20 years. 
you could play games for 20 years and then one day just like do something, change the world, and be written in the history books. Like it doesn't matter how you, you doesn't matter. Just live your life how you want to do it. If you get inspired one random day and it takes you, you're like, I don't want to play games for like 20 years. I want to go do something else. Then follow that. And then you might do more things than other people who were saying you're wasting your time. You might have actually, like you said, games might have shaped who you are and then helped you become somebody special or, or something mm. great. And you don't even have to do that. You don't have to be written in history books to become special. Mm. It's just like, it's just, I'm just trying to say that like, it's all subject, like time. We should judge our life based on what we did in the whole life and not what we did today or yesterday. Like, there's in a Prince of Egypt movie, there's a song where it says, um, is it looking at no it's um judge through heaven's i think judge through heaven's eyes um let me see if that's exactly the song name but basically the song is goes on and on about like you shouldn't judge your life based on like a little speck of like dirt at the bottom of the mountain but you should judge your life based on the whole entire now, hey let me look up the song through, yeah through, through heaven eyes that's what the song is called through heaven's eyes because basically the idea through that is because God, for instance, can see your life from beginning to end. It's the only way you can judge someone's life is seeing through the beginning to end. Because you, you can judge your life based on what you did in the last 10 years, but you don't know what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Mm. So you shouldn't judge your life yet. Judge your life at the end when you've done all that you could. That's why people mm. usually at the end regret their life because they look their life, whole life and say, I could have done more. And you could have if you just were busy living instead of Doing whatever people told you to do. And then because you did whatever people told you to do, you felt burnt out, retired, uninspired, so you just sat there and did nothing. Yeah. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tricky. It's tricky. Yeah. I mean, will you maybe look at yourself and your life and be like, dang, I didn't play enough games. I mean it's possible. I mean, yeah. Why not? Like some some people maybe want to play all the games they and then they get to the end, they go, I played a lot of games, experienced a lot of things, saved a lot of virtual worlds. I'm happy with my life. <laughs> it's, I guess it also goes down to you have to ask yourself what matters to you. Really, really think about that, what truly matters. Yeah, Again, but it's funny. Um, a lot of those kinds of calls, like when you're on the deathbed, it seems to be human relations that always comes back. Um, I don't remember I where I read it, but it they had I think there was a survey that they had done asking if they had any regret being on their deathbed. And it was like a ridiculous amount of people that all said I shouldn't have been in this argument or I should have mended my relationship with this person or that person. It seems like everybody was references referencing human relationships. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, yeah. maybe that's what matters, and maybe through games you can learn how to deal with that as well. I agree. That's why I think multiplayer and single-player games combined make amazing experience because you have the friends where you talk about the single-player games you played. You play the same player game all day, and then at night you play Fortnite. And you're like, hey guys, I play this game, and then you just—it's usually what happens. Actually, with a lot of my friends, we'll talk about the games we've all played, hmm. or we'll like just be in a party sometimes and play the single player games and experience it together. Or, yeah, I think that's it. Like you just—and that's hmm. why I love games because it's—it allows people to build these parties, these groups, 
where you just talk every day. I think it's the only group of people, gamers, who play and talk to each other every day. Like, I, I mean, some people do text and sometimes hang out. Actually, well, yeah, some people hang out. But like, I've noticed as I get older, unless you live with that person, like, you don't really talk to them unless it's like, hey, let's go hang out. And you go hang out. Because I've noticed a lot of people don't like to, like, small talk sometimes. Like, they don't like to say, hey, what's up? It's just like, hey, let's hang out. Just hang out. Unless it's a group thing. I've noticed if it's a group thing, they'll have conversations that, like, continue on throughout the week. And I think that's what's beautiful about games is it constantly gives you a group activity to do. So it constantly gives you, and it gives you new ideas. So you're constantly like, oh, remember that challenge? Remember this new game? Remember this? So it's like games are just a constant feed of, like, let's just keep doing this for the rest of our lives. Whereas I think other things are, they can become very... It can die at one point because I've had that where it's like groups outside of a game environment and then one day it just kind of dwindles and then it just mm. doesn't exist. But again, my friend who I've met in Black Ops, we're still friends to this day. And a lot of people who have been friends on the video game world are my friends to this, this yeah. day. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. I don't know what community. it is with games. But yeah, community, games and community is probably the strongest thing about the gaming industry and gaming community. Totally. Just look at the world of Warcraft. There's so yeah. much friendships and love. That has yeah. been like bridged time zones yeah, exactly. through that it's, game. It's wild. Wow. What about you? Have you had like any like, friends you made or groups, communities, and games, and like constantly still part of your life to this day? It seems like so. I'm one of those people that I avoided a lot of multiplayer games mm-hmm. just because I did have a lot of experiences when I felt out of place or I didn't want to talk because they would hear that I'm a woman and I was scared of what they would say. Occasionally there would be uh, the one weird thing when I would be talking and then the rest of the group just went quiet and there was like no teamwork because they realized I was a girl. Like it, what? Like, it's so weird. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, oh, okay fine they got like shy and then there's the occasional dude that wanted to really 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 befriend me because i was a girl which is also really really uncomfortable (laughs) so i've been avoiding a lot of multiplayer games unless i'm actually playing with friends and if anything i feel like the friendships that i had that i was playing together multiplayer games with they got stronger through the games so we had like this this bond, our common interest of playing, we're excited, hanging out also virtually, not only outside of work or outside of school. So it helped me deepen those relationships. But to gain a friend online that still sticks with me to this day, that I've only met online, I, I haven't really had that experience. And that part is on me to blame because I've been shying away from that as well with my past experiences being a Mm -hmm. like the result of that is that I probably cut myself off from that opportunity. Mm. I'm curious, do you feel like you wish you did? Um, I have had a lot of good experiences online, usually though with people that I already know and have already met. Mm-hmm. When I definitely felt like our bond grew way stronger online than it could have done. Because there's a different way of expressing yourself through text than it is in real life as well. And mm-hmm. especially when you're sitting here like 2 a.m. in the middle of the night, you're on the computer, you can't sleep, you're just having so much fun talking to, to people. 
it, it you definitely grow a certain and different kind of bond. Mm. So I've had that experience and I don't know if I'm missing out really. I've had that shallow experience with people befriending me that I got along with online, but all of those are like when real real life hits and they have their lives. Are the, the relationship online also just disappeared? So have you, I seen have, a, have you seen that meme where it says uh, um, the bros are like, all right, good night, catch you tomorrow for another game of Call of Duty, and then it says last online like five years ago. Oh. Yeah, and then I had that actually happen yeah. once. Well, I played this guy, really awesome dude. We played a couple of games, and then one day he's like, all right, I'll catch you later, see you tomorrow. Never got back on. I haven't seen him since. I was like. And I, I was so fucking was like, oh, I thought that was the only one that experienced it. Was, it was interesting when I found that meme because I was like, wow, I wonder how many times that happened to a lot of people. And it's just like, yeah, you meet someone really cool and then just gone forever. Yeah. So, yeah. It's tough. It's tough meeting a lot of different people. And then people have lives. I remember the last thing he told me was like, my wife's pregnant and like, I'm not ready for this or something, but like, I'm going to go get a job. And that's it. That was it. He never got back on. I guess he got his life together. Like, got a job and providing for her and the kid. And I was like, wow. And this was when I was like 13, 12, 14, somewhere around there. And I was like, wow, that is, that's tough. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I guess it made me realize that the world has got a lot of responsibilities. And sometimes you got to make sacrifices. Yeah. But it was so young that I didn't fully understand that. But like now I look back and I'm like, yeah. Uh. Yeah, that's tough. And honestly, like the online connections are the first to go because they are the easiest to cut as well. You just never write back. Yeah. Wow. And so what about for you with games? Do you feel like games have ever healed or like or helped you find your or who you were, who you are? They have definitely helped me through tough periods. There are they have been a very grateful way to distract myself from tough times. Mm-hmm. A way for me to be happy and content in the moment. And without games i don't like i think games are an amazing way to distract yourself especially if on if you're on the way of becoming a little bit more destructive or um towards yourself towards the environment towards other people you have maybe pent up energy you don't know where it should go i felt like games have been amazing to distract myself from taking weird routes Mm Oh, I like that. You said distract yourself from weird routes, like as in like potentially bad directions. What do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah, it could yeah, be yeah. like anything. Like, let's say that you wanted to run away from home, but mm-hmm. let me just finish this game. And then you're no, like, that's, that's I know, serious. I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's true. I think games have done a lot of that where it distracts you, makes you feel good about, like, let's say you feel horrible play a game and it's got like an amazing scene or you do something you feel accomplished and you kind of feel better you're like all right maybe i can handle it yeah. again another day and then maybe the next day is actually not so bad and then it's it's kind of weird i always felt like games and other stuff were a kind of like a safety net that kept me from doing like bad things yeah i probably would have done if i didn't have that or if i did get more involved like i'm glad i was very introverted in school and very outgoing in the game world because then like i was safe I wasn't out doing dangerous things. I wasn't out doing, using bad substances. Like, I was just being 
at home, safe, yeah. my friend. And it's easy to happen to end up in a wrong crowd. Yeah, but yeah, that's... And I mean, I've had some friends online who might have been the wrong crowd, who might have been bad if I was knew them in person, but I didn't, and I so I only knew... It's weird, I think when you meet people online because they're in their house, you kind of meet the true self, the one who can't really influence you with like physical stuff but can, but can express their like internal thoughts and like their insecurities but because they're online they're not trying to prove themselves to people around them so like mm. they're not trying to be tough or trying so like you learn about that person so, like i've met someone who was very tough person he's very like mean to his mom and in fact probably wasn't really a good person but i knew him so well because we had so lots of conversations it's like he was just dealing with a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and he actually cared. like i remember one time i think i accidentally I, mean, I, I did some bad stuff like it too so i think i kind of like destroyed the clan or whatever and was just like you guys are that good mm-hmm. and he was the first person to be like bro i thought we were like we're more he was the one that was most upset which is interesting because it was like he was he became super vulnerable in the place where i was like he always portrayed him as the strongest one so yeah so it was, it was weird like i think it's a great place to really truly meet people because you meet the real them even though you might not th- like you can even sense when they're trying to be the person they usually are in the real like outside of the game when they're in the school or trying to be a cool kid and so yeah i you meet the real people you meet the real selves they're not and i love that i always thought like that was interesting to meet and to experience the real them the one there's no filter because again you're making friends with people based on their voice and then what they mm-hmm. talk about you're not meeting them based on what they look like uh, and yeah, that's it. You're just literally the pure form. It's the purest form of friendship that I think is actually better sometimes because you're not judging them. You're not make. You're just like, hey, and you're like, hey. All you know them is their name, and the name is interesting too because like, it's a little bit of like finding out like who they are as a person. So yeah, I, I missed kind of the days where it's just like only meeting people online and only like yeah. interacting with their username and then what they like talked about. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. It's a clean slate. You yeah, don't it's a have clean slate. any. You have no preconceptions about the person. Mm-hmm. So they are allowed to write their own story from exactly. scratch. Exactly. And nobody judged anybody but anything. I mean, if you were a female, sometimes it's like, ooh, you're a female, like, come join us. And then some people would be like, you know, you know how it is. But we had, we always had like one girl in our group. And I don't know, we were always like welcoming to her. Some people. I'm, yeah, it's just it was interesting, and I always like meeting people, like all types of people. Mm-hmm. I got my one of my greatest friends I ever met was uh, Frank Katia from Peru. Greatest person I ever met. She's the sweetest, nicest person. I didn't realize she was like way older than me too. Then I met her other friends, and it was like four of us, and we just it was the nicest people in the world. They were actually way too nice. Like I remember one time they <laughs> joined one of my other parties, and people were being mean to them, and I realized like. These people are pure souls. I don't want anybody ever being like mean or because like yeah, and I was just like no, I. And it was cool meeting some Peru because I'm Peruvian, so it kind of felt like I had a connection mm. to my country in a way that I never had before. Yeah, it's sad because I don't really talk to them anymore, but they were, they were the best friends I ever made in my life. And it was all through online. And, mm. oh, so nice, it was so pure. But again, it's like yeah, like I've met people like. Females, males, other people, people maybe I didn't even know who they were. They didn't ever express themselves. You just, some yeah. people were younger. Some people, like you didn't get to say, like, oh, you look a certain way, you do this. You were just like, we're all human beings. Even someone who was 14 years old, but he put a voice changer, thought he, thought he was like older. Uh, but even when he came out one day and said, hey, I'm actually like younger than you guys by a lot. And we're like, okay. 
doesn't change anything. I know one of the friends was like, no, like, F you. And it was, again, it was weird because I was friends with so many different people because it was a clan. I, lots of people, yeah, some people didn't like certain people. Some people tried to get with, like, the girl and do certain things. And it was just this weird, like, dynamic of people. And you learn about people. But still, at the end of the day, it was just like, we're all just trying to be a pure self. And if you tried to hide it, though, we could kind of tell. And it, but we still accepted you. Mm. Yeah, it was like this weird, like, mess of people still accepting each other and loving each other. And people would get into fights sometimes. But at the end of the day, it's like, hey, we're a family in a way. We're a clan. We're a team. Yeah. If human so. relationships are always very difficult, yeah. because we are all different. If we were all normal, we knew we people. would know exactly how to react. We would know how yeah. to solve every single situation. Yeah. That is not the case. <laughs> But yeah, I love the idea of people accepting themselves for who they are. Hmm. Yeah. And then, like, sometimes you go go Facebook, like, oh, it's funny, each other's Facebooks. Like, oh, that's what you look like, that's what you are. And then the day, nobody cared, though. That's when I think I truly became confident in myself. It was one time, there was this one girl who I met, and it, it was more of like a romantic thing. We slowly were like, we were best friends, but then it was like more. And again, this was all online. So I think I shared a picture of myself being super insecure, being like, oh, you're not going to like what I look like, and all this stuff. And she was like, no, I like you. And then, like, I saw a picture of her, and she was, to my eyes, like, super attractive. So I was like, oh, really? And then, I guess from then on, I was just like, hmm, maybe I am, like, okay. You know, maybe I'm, and then I started to be more confident and started, like, working out. I was like, well, even though I maybe she likes who I am now, maybe I can even be better or, like, make myself feel better with myself, look better. So I started, like, working out and dieting. And then from then on, the rest is history. But, like, yeah. Everybody accepts each other, and it was the weirdest thing to me. They was, enabled you. Yeah. Again, it's a bunch of people who were probably insecure, misfits, wouldn't be the same when they met people in real life, but because yeah. it's the purest form of, like, friendship, everybody was accepting. I totally get that. Like, if you're in, introvert enough and you are molded into this society view of who you should be, you're, you're probably not going to gain any confidence from that but if you're able to have a clean slate and you're encouraged by people online that they, they are a voice still they are some validating you for who mm -hmm. you are yeah and it builds confidence and it 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 wants to make you improve yourself for these people as well like not only for those that are in real life mm -hmm. and you can find strength in every place that's beautiful what about you you ever had like a moment where you felt empowered by someone or felt like accepted and it made you more of who you are hmm. i don't have a lot of online experiences because i shied away from it um i've had a lot of experiences in real life instead that of course, brings you down or makes it hard to rebuild yourself. Is there any like stories or games where you played it and then it empowered you too? Like the voices in the game, the sayings they said were like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't give up. Because I know you said you felt kind of like doubtful a little bit about being like the only girl in your class and there was like two girls up, I think, a beer above you, right? But still, yeah. you felt kind of doubtful. Like, is this right for me? Yeah, it, it was quite difficult to feel like I earned my place in the industry and to know that it's okay to be where I am but when I talk about games with people that's 
where I'm having fun too and like I'm feeling like I'm validating myself but then occasionally I feel a lot of pressure as well so the pressure I could feel was when they're referencing games I wouldn't have been playing like it, it's really weird because we all play different things we all like different things but in my head I was worth less because I hadn't been playing the same games as the boys would have played and if anything, there were moments when I felt validated. Um, so I, I really liked point-and-click games because they're usually very heavily story-driven as well. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed playing a lot of point-and-click games. Um, then came a, a time when I just didn't have the patience anymore because it's quite slow-paced. <laughs> yeah. And I realized point-and-click games were a very niched category which was surprising to me because I had played a lot of it and mm-hmm. I come out on this other side and people like, I'm playing Doom, I'm playing Wolfenstein and mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. I, I didn't play those games. So I felt so out of it. And then occasionally came that one person said, I also really enjoyed King's Quest or I spent a lot of my childhood playing Monkey Island. Oh, you felt like you know, accepted, and somebody else was a cordial yeah. group. And yeah. It's it's like if, if you watch movies, but you only watch a certain genre of movies, someone might judge you for it. Like, you don't really know movies because you haven't watched them all. That is true. But like, it's a little bit like that, I felt. Yeah. But so is that, so do you feel sometimes that maybe you should have explored other genres or games so that you could fit in? No, so what I usually did was that I would browse forums, I would go online and find people who would play the same games that I did. And they helped validate me, they helped. Mm. So I was making fandom pages of Final Fantasy VIII, for instance, because I spent so much time on it. Yes. Um, creating my own web pages, uh, making my own GIFs even. I was um, doing <laughs> my own stuff. Um, to contribute to the community and that's how I felt more validated I could express myself more but no one really knew about this mm. I don't know how many people knew that I did these things in real life it's online that I got I was appreciated for it and I never felt like I needed to tell people outside of my online community either and the online community pretty much didn't know who I was. They saw me for the work I was doing and for the fandom that I was part of. Okay. So it's it's interesting because I got to express myself online in a way that I couldn't in real life. And I felt that was enough. That satisfied me and helped to drive my, my interests. So... So you did kind of have a moment experience like that. Maybe it wasn't video games itself, but you had an online community where you felt accepted. And, and yeah, just... but it wasn't as grand as today. Like it wasn't like there was there was not a lot of people online. I mean, this is this is at the time when internet was really slow, not really all worldwide expansive either. It's, oh yeah. 
it, it's it's a time when you had that modem going beep 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 beep. Oh my connect. gosh, yes. <laughs> and I probably destroy my parents' wallets being online. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> because it goes through the phone line. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah, AOL. The old days. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so it's it's it, it was a different kind of community. Like there was not a lot of people there. Like now everybody's online and it's growing up yeah, growing up during those times, it's just like you don't have the same online opportunities as you have today. It's like you can't really compare. Yeah, you really don't. It's, it's wild. But I mean, yeah. But hey, it's, at least you shaped yourself to who you want to be today. And you're better for it. Do yeah, you feel... without that fandom, I wouldn't have gone into game theater, I think. Yeah. So there you go. You had your little group. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we didn't know each other, but still, yeah. it helped. There you go. That's beautiful. And then, so another thing I want to get to is, like, how do you feel, what do you feel, like specifically, more women should understand and know based off of your experience? Like, let's say, you, you're you now the optimistic character in the, in the game, in the world. Why should they stay optimistic? Yeah, it's... Or how can they? I mean, maybe the better one. Don't let one experience shape your next experiences. Like, really, you can have one bad experience out of hundreds, and it might bring you to a minus in in energy levels. But really, just keep at it. I mean, I was one of those who shied away when I had a bad experience or yeah. an uncomfortable experience. It didn't have to be really like per se bad. I was just like not feeling um, happy about it. And that was it. Because uh, especially during my teenage years, it's a sensitive age when I over, I was overthinking everything. Mm -hmm. One bad experience could set me back for two weeks not wanting to play online. Oh no, yeah. But today, I think it's different. I think it's different today. It's not what it was back then. Because back then, being a woman online was very rare. Now it's mm, not it that rare. People are more accepting. There's so many more people who have brought, been brought up knowing that it's okay to be different. It's okay to not only be... Um, you, you, don't, you don't have to expect to be the only one in a crowd either today. So now if I would go online and play a game, hearing another female voice still surprises me. I don't oh, think that's the case if you if you grew up um, and being more used to online. But still to this day, because I was so used to being so rare in the communities, that's the reaction I'm having. But I don't think that's true today. Like, times have changed. Yeah. People are more accepting. People are excited to bring in uh, more diversity. I'm really happy about that. We are still work, more work to go, but just like keep at it. Yeah. Be part of that group of diversity.